Hey, this is Oxford, and if you want to hear the rest of this podcast I did with Ray, please go to our Patreon at www.patreon/planamag. And as a Patreon subscriber, you will get all the bonus episodes, including this one. And if you become a subscriber, you will be providing funds to a writers' fund, and we make sure to pay all of our uh, guest writers. So please do that and enjoy this preview. Escape from Plan A. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Escape from Planet. I'm your host, Oxford Kondo, and I'm here with Mr. Raymond. Hey, what's up, Ray? Not too much frequent guest um you've also qualified to the rank of you've appeared in the show so many times we don't need to say you know featuring you as a guest because you're basically a what an honor main cast member so we bestow that honor upon you um so as i said this is it's like christmas eve right now um you know it's a holiday season new year's coming up so ray and i we were talking about hmm, what, what do we want to pot about today and we thought you know, what do we want to see in just Asian America in 2020? thought it was befitting this time period. And uh, with, you know, I, th- I think everybody's in, in a state of wanting to look forward, including Plan A. So we thought this was a good way to just start off the, the new year. And we came up with a list of things we want to see. And yeah, let's go through them. Uh, Ray, you, you want to start with your first point? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to caveat uh, this whole conversation. I mean, this is definitely a wish list. Uh, it, it's it's very aspirational, um, and I, um, it also may make us sound like dicks because <laughs> because you know, you, like if you want something, you you kind of have to say uh, you know implicit in that you can be thankful for what you have, but implicit in that is oh you know I want to move from something to something better, um, and so. We don't mean to shit on existing Asian American spaces right now, but you know, uh, this is definitely something that 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 we've thought about and and that we want for Asian American spaces sort of moving forward in 2020. Hey, some of this is also uh, self criticism. So if any, you know, we 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 are implicated in this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that I want is you know one thing I hear a lot in when I go to Asian American events and um, go to like meetups and whatnot is that we are creating spaces. I think that's great, you know, meeting up in person, like just talking about who we are, having, you know, commonalities uh, around, you know, experiences and whatnot. But um, one thing I want to see is sort of moving from creating sp- spaces and sort of feel good camaraderie to uh, a commonality of cause, like specific focal issues. What do we care about? Is it policy things? Is it supporting an organization? Is it uh, sex work? Is it whatever? Like, um, I, I would like it to be more specific and more issue driven. Right. So are you saying that a lot of these groups operate too much? Basically, as like a big therapy session where people just come and just the act of coming together, they find solace in that, but then they don't know what to do beyond. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And um you know, a lot of it is uh, is about sort of like showing up and seeing uh, Asians who sort of look like you. And I think that is powerful and I think that is necessary. But I want to sort of move beyond that. I think the very fact that Asians are meeting up is such a big step. Because I think maybe five years ago, 
that wouldn't have even have happened. Now yeah. people are coming together with these groups. They're very they try to and I think the I think it's it's admirable that they want to be as um ill defined sounds like a harsh term. Just flexible let's say flexible and inclusive as possible but that errs on the side of as you said being goalless in which people show up they just talk about things that everyone can relate to on a broad level and and it just as i said it just feels like people coming together and it reaffirms a sense of community uh but it's not really based on anything more than what you look like and the fact that you're there which i think is a good start but what's next you know what is exactly your purpose right yeah yeah exactly what what focal issue or issues do you really care about and how do you want to move the community because uh, i you know i think that is something that uh really makes these spaces durable and lasting and vibrant and dynamic is that is that you you care about something bigger than yourself and you could say yeah you know the uh well like asian american spaces are already bigger than themselves because it's about getting bringing agents together but i do think you need uh you need more relevance than that you know and you know this has a little bit to do with um another point that i i would i want to see in 2020 because you had just said sometimes it's too general i actually think it's too, sometimes certain spaces are too exclusive for what people look like but not specific enough for what they care about so and, can you give an example? What you're yeah, about? yeah, exactly. Some spaces I've seen um, really want to cater to sort of bringing together, um, you know, like X, Y, Z type of Asian, creative Asian, art Asians, cool Asians. And, um, you know, this this kind of has to do with my uh, another point that I want to see in 2020 is just dropping certain uses of, of, of lexicon and ways of thinking, you know, because I, I do think language is important. Um, I, I think that like why us needing to use the modifier basically exactly. it tells you us a lot about how we are centralizing what it means uh, to be Asian. Right. So if, uh, let's take something like cool Asian. What does that mean without that modifier? Then? Yeah, what, exactly. what are you implying about Asian? You would never like just, just replace Asian with something else and see how horrible it would sound. Cool black. A cool Latino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A cool white. Cool makes... whites. Yeah. <laughs> cool whites. <laughs> That sounds like some kind of uh, like whipping cream that yeah. you put on a dessert. <laughs> it, it it would sound absurd and 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 rightfully very just racist. But yeah, yeah. the the fact that uh, Asians proudly claim this, and yeah, whether it's cool Asian, a bad Asian, creative Asian, um, I don't know, maybe even something like free thinking Asian. I've never heard that, but I think it's implied. It's like progressive what, Asian. I hear that a lot. Progressive actually. Asian. Um, it is such a defeatist attitude of accepting all the stereotypes and just saying but but i'm the exception or my my little group here is the exception and it's weak so i mean i I think that there's a place for for modifiers i just think that they're they're used really wrongly i I mean i i think even for those who do believe that we are diverse uh you know we, we contain multitudes i still think that sometimes you know people use that in a way where it like it again it's the politics of exceptionalism where it's like well i'm an art asian uh you know relative and in contrast to the unwashed masses and in terms of spaces i think that sometimes spaces are really selective in terms of how you look or what kind of asian you are but not really specific enough for what you care about by the way by saying you look it seems like 
you're talking more about how you dress, how how what your fashion sense is, like what color your hair is, how many piercings you have, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just that, but I mean, th- this is getting at sort of like um, you know how we commodify aesthetics and 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 whatnot, and and sometimes how um, how superficial certain uh, selection criteria of, of certain social spaces are. But uh, it's it's not just that. You know, it's also about your lifestyle and whatnot, like what occupation you are and whatnot. But you know. I, this point of dropping this lexicon and dropping perhaps certain ways of thinking does has to do with like a deeper issue of self-love, pride, like who we deem as having like human value. And I do think that, you know, there's an atomic quality to that. And what I mean by that is that like, can we conceive of Asians having value without the modifiers? Right, right. Yeah. Right. You know, I, it reminds me of uh, Christina Chu's Yellow Love article within it. Um, there's just this really, really powerful line in it. Um, and, you know, ha- has this is more general than, than dating and love. But um, he, she had said something along the lines of, you know, Asian men were attractive because I wanted them. There's a circularity to that. And I think that with pride and human value, there's also like an atomic quality or, or a circularity to that, too, where it's just like Asians are valuable, period. Yeah. Right. Not if you slap a modifier on it. Not if we, you know, whatever, have a dope Instagram or we're creative (laughs) or whatever. Like, like, I think that's a good test is like in certain spaces, the the least cool of us. Can you still lift up that person? Yeah. Uh, And you brought to my attention a few days ago, uh, Min Jin Lee appeared on the podcast, Asian, Not Asian. Um, Very good episode. And in the beginning, unprompted, she just brings up like... I like Asians, and she says you, you'd be surprised how unco- how uncommon that is among Asian creatives. That's and right. We all kind of, if you're ever reading Asian books, watching Asian movies, uh, especially ones maybe in the last couple of years, you, there's been more of this self appreciation of of the whole community. But if you look in the past, that was pretty self evident. But to hear such a high, highly accomplished, celebrated Asian American author say that unprompted made me want to say okay minjin like what what stories do you have like let's name let's hear some names i i just wanted to, i just really want to hear her her experience in that crowd and how it frustrating it must be for her um because you read her books and you genuinely get the sense that she does truly appreciate the whole community like all her books are well i mean she only has two books but and i've only read free food for millionaires pachinko is on my bookshelf here right now i i will get to it but the way she just examines as much of the community as possible, you, you get the sense, it's easy to get the sense that she does, and it's not evident with a lot of Asian American writers. So I thought that statement was very informative, revealing, and just made me want to, just made me so much curious about what that world is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want her to get into specifics, but I could just tell, like, fuck yes. She <laughs> she gets it. You know, she gets it. We, we love you, uh, Minjin. Uh, please, please come on this podcast if you're listening. Um, I don't know. Uh, all right. Um, uh, anything more to that, or should I go on my list? Let's go. Let's go.